You are listening to NFT Talk Show, where we put the T in NFT. I am your host, Tony Payne, and if you have ever wanted to know anything and everything, including all the juicy deets about NFTs, you are in the right place. So buckle up, get ready, and let's go. Welcome to another episode of the NFT Talk Show Podcast. I am Tony Payne, and in today's episode, we will be talking about passive income or just side income for the one of one artist. It is still one of one season on the NFT talk show podcast. And I know a lot of artists um, in the NFT space might need um, a little bit of income on the side to balance the income or days or times when things are not moving too fast for them in the NFT space and they don't want to give up on their art. And um, of course, being, you know, who I am, <laughs> I have brought somebody on the show to talk to us and, you know, let us know what can we do? What can the one of one artist do to earn extra income on the side to sustain themselves um, so they can really focus on their art and not worry about finances? Because we know how it is when you um, worry about finances. Right. But before I bring her on the show, um, something interesting happened recently, I'll say yesterday. Uh, I remember two an episode ago, I was speaking on how we were talking about the use of um, digital screens. And I made, you know, um, a statement about digital screens are the future of one of one art in NFTs. And for me personally, that's what I want to see my work in, in digital screens all over the, all over the world. That's my goal for my art. Cause I feel like my art belongs, um, on people's walls. That's, you know, that's how I feel about my art. I don't feel it should just be in somebody's wallet or in a phone somewhere. I feel like it should be you know, in homes where people can actually see it. So fast forward to um, yesterday, um, I, you know, connected with a new collector. Yay. So we have a new champagner. Um, (laughs) Whenever I get a new champagner, I get so super excited. It's like my family is growing, you know, and what is so amazing and special about this particular situation was um, just the day before on the show, I was talking about how this is what I wanted for myself and um, the new champagner um, collector picked up one of my pieces, picked up white walls from my Legends Live Forever collection and then tweeted out a picture of the NFT in their home on a digital screen. (laughs) I mean, like I screamed, I danced, I got so excited. I mean, my reaction, like I cried too, because you know, when you have like, you have, we all do this, right? Where we have ideas in our head and we want this for ourselves. And this is, you know, our dreams. Right. And it was like, this is actually happening. This is something I just spoke about, or I've always spoken about and it's finally um, happening. And it's such a beautiful picture. If you go on my Twitter, um, I tweeted it out and I'll probably keep tweeting it out. (laughs) I keep tweeting it out till people get tired of me because that's how much in love with it I am. And um, 
Yes, I would like to welcome um, Frankie D. Tanky to the Champagners. And just thank you for such an awesome, awesome moment. I, I almost feel like it's a historical moment for me. Um, yeah, but enough about me. <laughs> so with me on today's show, we're, we're going to be talking about earning income for you and me, possibly, right? Because no, there's nothing, you know, we all need a little side hustle right here and there. Um, we have Crypto Duchess. Crypto Duchess is, is not a stranger on the show. She's been here before. You know her as um, a crypto investor. Um, she came on to talk to us about you know, earning passive income with nodes. She's also a public speaker and she's a dear friend of mine. So I asked her if she would um, please come, you know, talk to my listeners again about how, if you are one of one artist, or even if you're just, you know, in the NFT space and investing in the NFT space, how you can also make other income just to sustain on those days that are, it could be also months, right? <laughs> that are slow. So nobody gives up on creating because I don't want anybody giving up on creating because they need money. Hi, Crypto Duchess. How are you? Hello, Tony. It's such a pleasure <laughs> to be back on the show. I am happy that everything is going well with you and that you are really just putting yourself out there with, with your artwork because your artwork is amazing. It's gorgeous. Thank you. Thank you so much. And, uh, you know, um, <laughs> you've probably heard me say this a, a gazillion times. I do still life and um, still life is that one genre. It's not like landscape where, you know, landscape naturally is um, people are drawn to landscape. Still life is more of a, a taste an acquired taste, you know, and that's what I do. That's what I'm passionate about creating these beautiful images. So anytime I get it collected, it feels always feels like a new experience. I mean, not only are they supporting me as an artist uh, and motivating me to keep creating, they're also um, indirect, should I say directly or indirectly, encouraging other still life artists to come into the space because success attracts success, right? And if I were a still life artist looking in from the outside, and I see a still life artist making it, I would be interested. So um, yeah, um, Frankie is so dope for um, <laughs> sending me that picture. I, I, I've been showing it to everybody <laughs> that I've come across, like, look at this. But yes, um, welcome again. <laughs> well, thank you so much. And again, um, congratulations to having a new champagner join yes. your, your ecosystem, your family. And, yeah. you know, um, just getting into it, I understand that artists, especially one of one art, artists have mm -hmm. a very difficult time with this space. And to be completely honest with you, when NFT started taking off in 2020 and 2021, there was a point in time where I thought to myself, you know what, this generative art is cool, but I feel like one of one art is going to have its day. So I thought that this, that day would come in 2022, 
because that was the prediction. That was the, yeah. that was what, what everyone was saying, but it hasn't, it hasn't quite hit yet. So I noticed that a lot of one of one, one of one artists have been struggling and it's really, it's heartbreaking to see a lot of folks are giving up on their craft. A lot of folks are taking off and just doing their thing regardless, but yeah. there's folks out there that are um, feeling discouraged. And I just want to let, you know, your listeners know if they are one of one artists, um, don't give up, you know, there are different ways to generate income while doing your art and um, putting yourself out there. Never give up on something that you're passionate about because I, I've been in this space for a long time and there's been times where, you know, even though I'm not an artist, I'm more so of an investor, a collector. I've been discouraged because the market could get crazy, mm-hmm. but you just have to understand that there, your, your time will come if you are very intentional with what you want. But in the meantime, figure out different ways to make money as well. Oh yeah, absolutely. Patience, perseverance, and consistency, right? Um, Those are, those are key formulas. Um, But yeah, um, before we get into, you know, different ways that, you know, artists can make money, which, you know, you will share with us. um, What have you been up to? Yeah, so I have been working on my website. I actually launched it the other day. So um, it's, you know, it's a little bit more clean and I have uh, different services for individuals as well as um, businesses. So I am going to be opening up my services to um, onboard new um, businesses, including corporations into the Web3 space. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm working on a couple of um, networking projects um, that are going to be going on across the um, United States where, you know, there'll there'll be like in-person meetups for people and like after parties for um, events. I'm planning one in New York for NFT NYC. It's going to be at Versa. Um, Nice. Yeah, it's a rooftop spot. And of course you're invited. I was just going (laughs) to... I was just going to say, I better be not, I wasn't even going to ask like, oh, am I invited? I was going to say, I better be invited. (laughs) Oh yeah, you're invited. It's going to be gorgeous. Um, The venue is really nice. So I'm doing that and I am working on my webinar. So I'll have a a webinar released in the next couple of days. Uh, Well, I'll have my pre-sale for my webinar. Um, I'm trying to um, really just onboard as many people, especially women into this space because Mm -hmm. I feel like the education is there. It's just that it's so high level and people um, are not necessarily willing to explain it the way that it needs to be explained. So it's very difficult still to get into this space for new folks. So I want to do a webinar and help people just really understand how this space works and, you know, just try to break it down a little bit more and, um, hold hand hold a little bit so that'll be coming out shortly so that's what i'm up to <laughs> awesome oh, i mean i'm sure um whoever's listening if you want to you know get on her webinar she's brilliant um i will put her twitter information um in the show notes so you can reach out to her um to get on you know but yeah that that is awesome looking forward to seeing you again and i know we hung out in la for nft la and that was our first time like in real life meeting and it was so exciting we you know we got to hug in person <laughs> so definitely definitely looking forward to um to New York, but yeah. So my first question um, for you is, you know, in the NFT space, a lot of um, artists that came into NFT space are not like crypto natives, right? 
um, a lot of them got into crypto because of NFTs and are learning um, their way through NFTs um, or through crypto because of NFTs. And most of them are just like familiar with Ethereum or, you know, Polygon or Solana or just like the cryptocurrencies that NFTs use. So my first question is, um, let's take an approach for people that are not crypto natives. What are some of the ways um, that somebody that is not a crypto native that wants to earn um, income can earn income either with crypto or, you know, any other, um, side hustle. What are some of the ways that they can earn other income to sustain themselves? Absolutely. So first and foremost, they would have to look at it from this perspective and kind of work backwards. Mm -hmm. Since you're in NFTs, you need crypto most of the time in order to purchase those NFTs. So with the crypto that you're using to purchase the NFTs or even earning um, money from selling your art, you can utilize those tokens that you're earning. Some like most of the time, let's say if you're on um, OpenSea, for example, most mm-hmm. of the time it is Ethereum. So with that said, you could utilize the Ethereum that you've earned and take it to a platform, let's say Binance, if Binance is in your area or um, Coinbase, eToro, mm-hmm. Kraken, you can go to those exchanges and stake your Ethereum if it's available to be staked. So Staking is essentially, um, so when you hold a token, you can get rewarded for holding that token. Mm-hmm. Um, the exchange rewarded rewards you from doing that and by adding liquidity. So adding um, funds so that the ecosystem can continue to run within the exchange. You're adding liquidity to that exchange, thus receiving a certain percentage of, of rewards. Yeah. Uh, that. Um, Another way to do that, let's say, okay, like, hey, I just sold my one of one art piece today. I'm just giving you an example, Mm -hmm. giving your your people an example. But, you know, I just sold a one of one art piece. I just made $5,000. What am I going to do with this? I only need $500 from this. So I take my $500 and I have $4,500 to play with. What would I do with that? instead of putting it into a traditional savings account, which we don't do those anymore, because no. <laughs> as you know, um, sis, the traditional savings accounts in America only yield you less than 1% in um, in this day and age. As yeah. of 21, um, and that is according to, you can check, you could check my re- resource, which is a um, bank, um, bankrate.com. Yes. So they are not yielding that much. You can go onto a website like Celsius and put that money into a Celsius account and yield passive income from there. Celsius gives you up to, I believe, eight, eight to 13% wow. um, return on investment, which is ridiculous. Re- Ridiculous. So think about it. Less than one percent in your in a traditional savings account, or eight to thirteen percent in a crypto savings account like Celsius. And I'm only referring to Celsius because it is a very easy to use platform. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of people in America and overseas can use it, including Canada. New York, I believe, is um, is 
you're not able to use it in New York if you're um, from New York and other states, but um, you'll have to check. Um, they, you know, just uh, do your research before you um, put your money in there. But it's safe and easy to use, and you can earn money um, on top of the money that you put in. That you, I almost want to, I almost feel like asking, what is the catch? But before I ask that question, what is up with New York? I, I hear this a lot. I have, um, I was in a space one time and we were, you know, having a discussion about, I think it was Binance and buying crypto on Binance. And he said he had mentioned because he's in New York, he couldn't make some certain purchases. What is up with that? Oh, <laughs> that bad. <laughs> yeah, New York is a, a a different place to live. That's why I don't live there anymore because uh think about it, Tony. So Wall Street Wall Street exists in New York. Wall oh, Street yeah. Even though they say that they want to get into crypto, they want so much they want to regulate and control it so badly. So they do things like that to really um, shake the market up and uh, prevent people, New Yorkers in general, from using or purchasing certain um, cryptocurrencies from mm-hmm. exchanges. So that's why I don't live in New York anymore. Like I go over there like every couple of weeks to visit friends and family, but it's really. Um, it's I, not crypto friendly. It's 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 becoming crypto friendly, but it's not as crypto friendly as we need it to be. Miami, um, Florida, for example, Florida. Oh, my goodness. It is so crypto friendly. <laughs> um, L.A. I mean, it, it's getting there. Um, Texas is getting there. So there's there's places that are better. Austin, Texas is like ridiculous when it comes to um, te- uh, crypto and NFTs like but ridiculous you know, good or ridiculous bad best way possible okay good (laughs) ridiculous good okay (laughs) the best way possible so if you're in those areas like you're set up for success but new york it could be a little bit tough and and a bit of a challenge sometimes so yeah (laughs) beforehand yeah i've heard it i've heard it several times actually not just even that um from that one person and i never really looked into it but you know you bringing new york up i was like oh but why um so yeah back to the question um what's the catch (laughs) because you're right about you know with traditional banks i can have like 20 g's in an account and my um interest will be like 0.2 cents (laughs) i'm like what am i gonna do with this like 0.8 cents like okay thank you for the eight cents i appreciate it um so with the eight to you know 12 percent um what is the catch why so high well i well first and foremost i wouldn't say it's necessarily a catch i believe putting your money into a traditional savings account is a catch true what you just said was you know you put your money in so if you have twenty thousand, okay let's do a calculation here if you have twenty thousand dollars in a traditional savings account Mm -hmm. and you're earning about point zero six percent uh, I mean, point, um, point, yeah, point zero six percent. I think that's what American Express offers me in my savings account. Okay, you're only getting twelve hundred dollars a year. Yeah, you're getting twelve hundred dollars a year. Whereas if I had it in a crypto savings account at eight percent, 
hold on. I did the math wrong. Give me a second. No. So okay. that's even less. It's not 12. It's, it's definitely. Not. Yeah. I'm like, I can't, it won't be that much. It wouldn't even be that much. It's like 0.006. It's like 120. <laughs> it's like $120 in yeah. a traditional savings account. And then if it's in a crypto savings account like Celsius, that that's $1,600 a year, which is a good amount of money, to be honest with you, for folks that don't, you know, don't have the type of savings accounts that, you know, like they're not working with a traditional savings account anymore. Like that's extra money. That's an extra $1,600 that you didn't have before. Free money. Exactly. That would pay car insurance, electric bill, something. Right. So I would say, Tony, um, the biggest catch, quote unquote, which I don't find it to be a catch, but this is something to look out for. Mm -hmm. You have to always consider the market. Of course. That is one of the biggest things that I could see um, as an issue for a new investor and that it would potentially scare people. So with the market, with, with putting your money into staking or even a, um, a savings account, you always have to check the market to make sure that the price, like the price of your token is not going to go down, which is why, you know, Ethereum is great, you know, putting, Having having Ethereum is awesome and putting them into different staking pools is um, very awesome. But I would even recommend doing um, stable coin staking because that's you said stable, stable coin. Okay, stable, stable. Yeah. Okay, that's like um, USDC or something. US. um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that that's um, USDC is um, one for one, right? One dollar to one USDC. Am I correct? Yes, that's how okay. it works in that regard. Yeah, because I um recently I'm gonna tell you a funny story. I I probably should stop telling the story because it, it makes me really sad. But um I won't tell the full story. I'll tell part of it. Um so I recently sold um an NFT on Solana called D Gods. <sighs> okay, coping, coping, coping. Um, <laughs> and I didn't know it was earning me passive income when I sold it. I had staked it, unstaked it, and I it didn't I didn't know like the, um, what it was yielding was like useful. Right. I just thought, okay, whatever, you know, it's earning dust. So, um, but yeah. And come to find out after I had sold it, I could actually convert the dust, go to Jupiter. Um, I'm sure you're familiar with Jupiter and, um, swap it. I could swap it for soul, I could swap it for, um, USDC. And at the point, when I unstaked, I think I had staked it for a little over 30 plus days. I had earned about $1,400 um, from staking that one NFT. And it was just so, it's so painful. I'm still coping. I probably need a chair to sit on and talk about it <laughs> at this rate. But yeah, um, so it's a good idea to do USDC and then um, stake that, right? Yes, USDC, USDT, any stable coin, any stable um, crypto that you can get your hands on, I would mm-hmm. highly recommend that as well because it's just 
an easier way to um, mitigate the risk of losing money or um, impermanent loss, for example, uh, permanent losses, which is more so um, referring to liquidity pools. But that's a whole that's more advanced. And I talk about that during my webinars. We're not going to get into that because your, your listeners are going to be like, what the heck is that? <laughs> but look it up if you guys want to. It's called. Um, in permanent loss, it is referring to dual staking pools. Like I'm calling it a dual staking pools, but it's basically liquidity pool uh, of sorts. Um, you're, or farming, yield farming per se. Yeah, um, That's another way of earning passive income. And a great way to get started with that is going on pancake swap. Um, like the pancakes, like you, you know, flip them over. Yeah. <laughs> a place to get started if you want to do something that's a little bit more degen, a little bit higher risk, um, a lot more fun. And um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if artists like to do, de- I mean, I do, but now that I think about it, I've stopped, I've relaxed on the degening. Um, I don't know if artists like to degen because <laughs> you don't want to be an artist making it and then be a starving artist because you degen. <laughs> Yeah, no, I I totally feel you. I mean, hey, it's an option. Um, They do give a higher yield. Um, I'm on PancakeSwap right now. They have um, different pairs. Uh, You could buy the Binance... um, the Binance token or um, mm-hmm. BNB. And like, I see a pair right now between Happy and BNB. It's yielding about 605% um, return on investment. Oh, that's not which, bad. It's ridiculous. That's a ridiculous amount of money. It's, um, yeah. <laughs> so hold on. Um, let's go back for a second. So by the bank, is it by bang? <laughs> Excitement comes in by Binance, right? And then stake Binance in where? You could buy Binance and um, Pancake. So you're going to go on to PancakeSwap, okay. for example. I'll just give you an easy one. The yield is like 41%. Um, so you can no, I, I like the 600% one. Oh, my <laughs> Then for your people, though, it's it's going to be a lot. Okay, so for for example, if you really if you guys want to go off the deep end and not do Celsius or whatever, you have okay. Let's say for example, yeah, guys, I just made a, another thousand dollars in mm-hmm. <laughs> from selling a one of one piece, and uh, you know. I'm excited. Like I want to use this money for something else because I have $4,500 sitting in um, Celsius. Right. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go over to, um, I'm going to go over to KuCoin or Binance.com, purchase some Binance, um, Mm -hmm. some BNB. And then from there, I am going to put this on my uh, MetaMask wallet Mm -hmm. and go to PancakeSwap. And from there, I am going to purchase the token Happy, just for example. Or I can purchase Pancake, which is the native token for Pancake Swap. Okay. Yep. And then I am going to um, purchase both tokens. So with liquidity pools, you'll have to purchase, um, I'm sorry, with um, yield farming, you have to purchase both tokens. So you have to purchase the the first and second token. So for like you purchase pancake and BNB or happy and BNB, and it has to be the equal amount. So it has to be $500 of, of each token for example. Okay. Like if I'm thousand dollars. So, so $500 of pancake and $500 of Binance. 
Correct. And you would purchase both on PancakeSwap or you would purchase um, Binance on Binance and um, PancakeSwap on PancakeSwap. Correct. Got it. Yes. Uh, You could also purchase, like if Pancake is on Binance, I haven't used Binance in a long time. If it's on there, you could purchase it as well. It's just that that, you know, um, PancakeSwap is um, the easiest way to go about doing that stuff. But if you don't have Binance, um, the Binance token, Mm -hmm. you can go on, um, you know, that you could go on KuCoin or Binance and purchase it from there and then go to PancakeSwap. And then you're going to add the liquidity to both pools mm-hmm. um, and then start farming your tokens from there. So would an easy way to do it be, let's say I purchase 1,000 Binance. I send 1,000 Binance to my PancakeSwap, right? Is Okay, and then I take 500 of that and buy pancake and then keep 500 in Binance. Would that work? Yep. That's, that's, that's the way. Awesome. (laughs) Okay. Got it. (laughs) Yeah. So you're going to do that. And, you know, typically I look at like, whenever I'm adding, whenever I want to do like a yield farming um, situation, Mm -hmm. I will look at the liquidity of the, like the liquidity within that farm, because then you'll be able to see which, um, which farm? So the liquidity, meaning how many people are adding to the pool, to the, mm-hmm. the farming pool, you're going to basically see which one is the most sustainable. So I'm looking at Pancake and BNB as being the most sustainable right now, right? Got it. And mm-hmm. an APR of 41% return on investment, which is really good if you think about it that's a I'm lot just, of money i'm just greedy <laughs> i'm kidding <laughs> that is a lot 41 percent is a lot um don't mind me with the six i mean 600 is nice too but yeah <laughs> but it's probably safer to do the 41 percent, right it is it really is so let's so okay so we're going to so I'm doing a, a little bit of an ROI here. So if you did like 500 and 500 for mm-hmm. the pancake and B&B, for example, you'll get a return on investment of $225. In how long? Within the year. Okay. Okay. Which is good. I yeah. mean, and you can continue to add on as you, you, you're going, you could take out the money. Like, and also if the token goes up, obviously your price, like everything goes up. You know, like we're yeah. currently in a in a weird place. It's like a a fake bear market. <laughs> Isn't it ridiculous though? I mean, I feel like everything everything is down. You know, everything is down. And um, you know, I look at my portfolio, and bear markets are the worst. Um, but we still still see people spending money. You know, we still see people spending one hundred eight on moonbirds. So it can't be that much of a bear market. Because there's still, you know, liquidity out there somewhere and everybody's, you know, preparing for the ape um, other side, ape coin other side. So there's liquidity out there somewhere, (laughs) you know, Um, but yeah, continue. It's just it's going into different um, different places like these 
the, the projects that are the most hyped right now. So mm-hmm. I believe that, yes, we are in a, te- a, a bear market. It's temporary. The market cycles are getting shorter and shorter, um, but we will see an increase. So for now, it, this may not seem as attractive to everyone, but this can, like, I've seen people become millionaires off of yield farming, off of staking, but you have yeah. to do this very strategically. So um, back to what I was saying with pancake swap and B and B, the liquidity, mm-hmm. the liquidity for this pool, this yield farming pool, is two hundred and six million dollars. Whereas the other one that is more degen at six hundred and five percent AP APR um, is three hundred and thirty six thousand dollars in liquidity, which is really not a lot of money. It's not really sustainable. I think that people are just putting their money in just to get a fast return. So let's yeah. say you wanted to do that one. You know, you're like, hey, you know what? I don't care. I'm just going to put a thousand dollars into this. You buy happy and you buy BNB and you want to do this for like, let's say a month. You yeah. get off of $500, you'll get $300 off of that. That's DJ. Let's DJ. That is DJ right there. Let's DJ. $300. Listen, that'll pay for a trip to a quick trip to Miami. That'll pay for my micros. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Right. You know, and anything business, let's, let's, if we're keeping it real, um, when you think about business or investments, the higher the risk, the bigger the yield. You know, because it could go either way. Right. Um, If you have a high risk investment, you know, you can possibly make a lot from it and you could possibly get wrecked. But you also have to just kind of be smart and know when to get out, Um, which is one of the things I think with NFTs um, being an investment does not work because you get attached to your NFTs versus crypto where it's like, okay, it's just a coin. Bye. You know. Absolutely. Uh, I feel like there has to be a certain level of detachment on for both parties. So I see I've seen people, including myself, I've gone through it before, where you get attached to a project in the crypto space, you get attached to the, the quote unquote use case or utility that they say that they're bringing. But you have to I feel like from 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 both sides, like from NFTs to crypto, you have to learn how to detach yourself. This is a money making machine for you. This is a way for you to live your life. Do not be afraid. Don't be afraid to take the money that you've earned and use it to live your life. That is, that's what it's here for. We're not sitting here and holding moon bags. Yeah. And like, it, it just like, yes, have your moon bag, have your security, have your savings, but learn to live your life and pay your bills. This is what yeah. crypto and NFT was made for, for us. So I'm going to, I'm going to, um, snitch on crypto duchess real quick. Speaking about being attached to things. Crypto duchess is attached to her world of women. NFT. (laughs) 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 So yeah, I just, I had to snitch. I'm sorry. (laughs) Yes. But the thing is, so the reason why I am attached to this, and I know this is a little bit off topic, it's because I have IP rights to, my um, world of women NFT. So I could use her to make money off of her. 
like that that's boom you see what i mean like you have to you have to think from a business perspective like what makes sense for you does it make sense for me to sell a forty thousand dollar nft or does it make sense for me to make a million off of an nft that i could use as an ip right uh, from the ip rights and create a brand out of her Speaking of IP rights, that's actually um, another, I think, a good idea how um, one of one artists can make money in NFTs. Let's say they collect from a big project like um, World of Women. I I wasn't around during when World of Women uh, minted, but I did get on World of Women Galaxy. Yay. (laughs) But I still don't know what I don't know what to do with her. I'm I'm 50 50 on her right now. Um, I kind of like something simple and she's a bit wild <laughs> so yeah but um speaking of that speaking of ip rights um what are some ways that you feel one of one artists that do collect nfts from um these projects like world of women women and weapons and things like that that do give ip rights what are some of the ways you feel they could make um, passive income. Cause I've seen bored apes do it. I've seen bored apes go as far as like, um, having a restaurant. I have a collector of mine. Um, his name is crypto painter. He's an artist as well, but he also is a bored ape and he makes like, he probably one of the best use cases for me in terms of IP. Cause he literally brands his bored ape on everything like everything um and has like merchandise using his board ape and gets them um gets his board ape painted on murals so it's recognizable and has a following for his merchandise um so yeah so what are some of the ways that you feel um one of an artist can use since they're already in the nft space um can use some of the things that they've collected to make some income So first and foremost, you want to make sure that you have full IP rights and not commercial rights. So you're going to want to ask the team if it's okay, if they haven't discussed it already, more than likely that that's, I feel like that's more of a, a marketing thing. Like people will, like the companies will actually like outright say, Hey, Yes, we're giving you full IP rights and a lot of folks buy into these projects like World of Women, Cyber Brokers. That's another um, famous project that I have from Josie Bellini. Yeah. Um, yeah, big deal stuff. So, <laughs> I, I I I play I play fantasy NFTs um, every other Thursday with um, his name is Fungible, and um, you know Cyber Brokers was one of the picks that a lot of people kept picking. I checked the floor price. I was like, when did this happen? <laughs> I miss a lot of things, though. I guess you know, trying to spread myself into. 10 different places, but when did cyber brokers, when did they, when did that mint? Um, it minted about two months ago at, I think I paid like 0.3, 0.35 ETH or a thousand dollars at the time. And it went up mm-hmm. to like six points, uh, six point something ETH at one yeah. point. Yeah. And yeah. I just, my first time hearing about it was during the fantasy um, NFT league that I'm in. And I was like, wow, okay. And that's one of the things I also love about the fantasy league. You get exposed to like things you just like, when did this happen? Um, but yeah, I'm listening. I'm continue. <laughs> yeah, no, it's fine. Um, so yes, you're going to want to check into, um, into seeing if any of your NFTs have 
um, if you have IP rights for your NFTs, if you were granted, if you do, I wouldn't really consider this to be passive income. It would be more so active income. You could build a brand around it. You can create, I've seen people create um, wine collections, champagne. One one of our girls that's within our, our little um, secret circle is creating yeah. some, um, a dope brand. You know who I'm talking about. Shout out to, <laughs> sh- shout out to Crypto Mommy. What's up? <laughs> um, you know, it, there's there's a ton of different things that you could do. Anything that you think would work, yeah. Like you could even create your own, like for example, my cyber brokers. Okay, it's like yeah, cool. I have a cyber brokers. I have full IP rights. Thank you, team. Right. So mm-hmm. my my cyber brokers, the girl that I have has like um a staff. It looks like a weapon. I could even create a brand around that where um, it's like for female, like, um, like female defense items, like knives and tasers, things like that. Like I could sell that in tech in the state of Texas, because I, you know, legally in Texas, you could really do anything. It's the United States of Texas. (laughs) (laughs) I could create a brand like that and use her as my label, for example. That makes a lot of sense. Yes, that's active income. Another idea. Yeah, I have a cyber brokers. Great. What what can I do with this? I don't want to sit here and like create a, I don't want to do anything. You know, I don't want to like put too much work out there. Yeah. What you could could do is create an agency of sorts for your, um, for your IP NFT, IP rights granted NFT. And you could go to different companies and say, hey, you know what? For $5,000 a month, you can use my IP rights and I'll rent her out for you. That's a good one. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So that's a little bit more passive income, but then in terms of NFTs in general, you can even uh, stake some NFTs if it's available on um, looks rare for example, like they not staking it. Well, yes, you could stake certain projects. Yes. On looks. But they're not. So looks is a little bit different. If you're putting your your NFT up for sale, they'll give you passive income for putting your NFT for sale. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's like a reward system. But there are projects out there that um, that you could stake NFTs with. Just yeah. be very careful with that. That's still very, that's extremely degen. De- so all of the stuff that we've talked about, that's the, my least favorite thing that I would do. Like buy into an NFT project and have it staked. I so, don't like it. Really? Um, I guess I'm a degen then because <laughs> um, on Solana, I, I haven't found on Ethereum um, good projects that you could stake, but there are a ton of them on Solana. And um, a good example was the one I told you about the D gods, where I was able to stake and earn dust and stupidly sold. And I, I can't get over the fact that I sold that thing, you know? And when I finally decided, you know, I'm going to move on and stop crying about it, which I'm obviously still crying about it. Um, I took my dust and converted it to soul um, and equivalent of it was equivalent of about fourteen hundred dollars um, for staking for a little over a month, maybe two months, close to two months. And um, that was actually, you know, income. And that's because, you know, well, the project does have like a lot of, you know, 
big names that are willing to put money into the liquidity pool and make sure the token goes somewhere. And there's another one that I have called um, Famous Fox. And same thing, I've been, I'm not selling that one because I'm not going to make the same mistake twice. <laughs> and the value has gone up, but I've been staking it since forever. And it's not as much as um, the D gods, but I've earned maybe close to 10,000 foxies. And um, that is probably equivalent of, I don't know, maybe $30. It's still something, right? And then there's another one. <clears throat> I feel like I'm a Solana maxi at this point, right? <laughs> <laughs> there's another one that I just started, um, well, I bought and I just recently staked. And I, man, I spent days researching. I've known about the project for a while. I didn't buy into it, you know, at the early stage because I, you know, had to be careful, obviously, where I put my funds and be smart about it. And I was doing the whole invest in women-led project <laughs> on Solana thing, which didn't work out too well um, for some reason. But yeah, so I finally decided, okay, you know, I'm going to, invest in this and they have a token called um it's set up so well you know they have a token called zion um the project is called um solana cart no Sol solana cat cartel solana cat cartel yes and um they have the solana cats the og cats and they have the mutant cats and they have the baby cats or something like that so i bought a couple of mutant cats and i bought an og cat and i staked it and i've been earning zion so the way they built their ecosystem or they're around their coin, other projects end up needing the coin, which obviously does what it dries up the value. And um, you staking your cats or whatever earns you the coin for free, right? I can just, you know, I don't really sell my NFT. If you're diamond handed, I think it's a good thing. Um, I stake and forget about it, unless it's the case of a D God that went from that went up to 333 soul and I had sold and I'm not over it. <laughs> and <laughs> you said what? You fumbled the bag with that one. That was like $34,000. I fumbled. I fumbled the bag. Like I, like literally I told you, like if I don't figure out a way to get over this D God situation, I'm going to need to sit down on the couch for a while and talk about it because I fumbled that bag big time. And I fumbled that bag two days, two days prior to it mooning. Who, I mean, what, who does that, you know? And <laughs> I don't think I'll ever get over it. I mean, I say I've moved on, but I haven't, you know, if I tell you I've moved on, I'm, I'm lying, I'm coping, you know, and, um, I can't buy back in cause it's, it's gone, you know, it's, it's, it's all the way up there. And when I bought, I bought it at like $600, and I sold at 3000 I mean, it's not a loss, but two days later, this thing moons to like 10000 About two weeks later, it's at 30-something thousand. I'm like, what? FML already. You know, you know what that means. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, so yeah, so Solana, I think, has a lot of... Um, Solana does have a lot of like projects, which you just have to be careful because Solana also has like a lot of rug pulls, um, a lot of projects that 
you know, you can stay by. I only, I'll only look at projects that have been around a while. And I see that through thick and thin, the founders of the team are still grinding and they've been through it and they still on top versus, you know, a new project that says, Oh, come and stake. And then you get rugged because you're being um, greedy or whatever. Um, but yes, and there's another one. I I I'm I think it's called Moshi. I don't I mean I I I really don't like that one actually. It makes sense, but you have to go on quest. And I mean it makes sense how they did it though. If you're like into gaming and you like the thrill of degening, you go on quest, you stake your moshis, you go on quest, you get like if you just have three moshis, you get 80% chance of um earning 140 moshi if you go for two weeks and if you fill the quest then you have to buy moshi to revive your nft (laughs) so you see how money's coming in because you're gonna buy with you know cash right and there that may that way money keeps coming in it's like going to dave and busters or something it's it's crazy out there but yeah, anyways, yeah, back to you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I totally feel you. And I feel like a Magic Eden has a, a ton of different options for people to choose from in terms of um, NFT staking. And I actually like yes. the way that they have their setup in opposed to the OpenSea projects. Like oh, um, yeah. the snap that have a, has occurred with Creeps and also Cool Monkeys, which, you know, I just... I feel like a lot of these a lot of these projects have fumbled the bag in terms of that because they're not creating the necessary connections and making a true use case for those yeah. NFTs. Um, well, not even for the NFTs, but more so for the tokens because you know what happens is that when people get into like these staking, um, these, the NFT staking, they'll stake their NFTs and they may have like one or two of them, but the whales, the ones that have like you know twenty or fifty or a hundred of the NFTs, I know. They, <laughs> end up they end up pulling out sooner and then utilizing the um you know the the people that don't have as many as exit liquidity so that's my biggest issue when it comes to nft staking i feel like it is highly degen i don't necessarily recommend it for the newer folks but if you are looking for a quick way to um turn profit and you can afford to to potentially lose out on money or gain money then yeah it's for you if it's not for me though because i've um i've seen a lot of just crazy things happen happen but I do like Magic Eden in that regard. I know that there is a project called um, Solana Moon Boys. And then there was, yeah. another, one. Yeah, there was another one called uh, Gil- the- Guild Saga. Guild Saga. I yeah, I, I know. <laughs> That's how much I do research on Solana. So let me tell you something. Um, you know, again, the you know, to everyone listening, the whole show, NFA, not financial advice, do your own research. Um, but let me tell you, I have compared the vibe on Solana and Ethereum is so different in terms of the people, in terms of how they view NFTs. And I, I don't think, let me put it this way. If I were going to 80% stake on um, Solana, I would 20% stake on Ethereum, like chances, right? If I was going to choose where to stake, I would choose Solana because a lot of the people on Solana, like you just said on Ethereum, you just have people, you know, that whales that will come um, buy up a bunch and then use people's exit liquidity, but it's, it's not as common on Solana. 
you know, Solana actually has strong, I think they have stronger communities. You know, you'll see like a 10K token and you'll see maybe like in that 10K token, you'll see maybe 200 listed. But in Ethereum, you see a 10K token because there are a dime a dozen, right? And you'll see like maybe 2,000 listed on a, on a good project, you know? But on a great project like D-Gods, it's a 10K token. I don't think they have up to 200 listed to show you how, um, how loyal Solana investors are to whatever NFTs they're collecting on Solana, right? So yeah, I, I totally agree with you on that one. If I were looking at Ethereum, I probably wouldn't, I wouldn't stake my NFT um, unless I was planning to diamond hand anyways, then it, you know, then it doesn't matter. <laughs> Precisely. So guys, you heard it here. If you would like to look into NFT staking, which again, it's like my least favorite option for new folks, Look into Magic Eden, look into the Solana ecosystem. Um, it, they have better gas fees. It's just easier for a new person to get involved. And uh, I just, I don't know. I don't want to discourage folks from, from going about, you know, making their, their bag, but, you know, just be very, very, very careful. Like I, like, I mean that with like, my like all of my heart um and back to guild um guild saga, guild saga. I sold, <laughs> yeah i sold a seraphin wing for about almost like a thousand dollars or something mm-hmm. like the other day it sold it sold automatically i forgot that i even had it listed oh and gosh I it, I'm, like, I'm like yes this is amazing yeah i feel like i get more wins on solana too than on ethereum for some reason I think I just understand Solana better and Ethereum just, I mean, for me, I think Ethereum has too many paper hands um, and people that just want to flip versus, you know, Solana, it's easier to gauge people's passion and Ethereum is like a fame contest, like what's more popular where Solana, they're more about, okay, what are we doing and let's get it done. You know, Um, with Ethereum, like I said, it's more of a popularity contest, but of course not all project. You'll still have some that, you know, um, actually stand for something and are doing something. And I like the ones that are about the art. <laughs> They're the easiest, you know, um, but yeah. Yes, I completely agree with you. I just like the way that Solana is set up. I feel like the people are a lot more um helpful even though they're degen it's just more it's a nicer it's a nicer community and i feel like it's oh, yeah. more i feel like it's um easier to tell the difference between a rug and a uh, successful project and i'm seeing like i see a lot of good things on solana so yeah guys d- definitely check out magic eden and you know if you're interested in that um if you're looking for a mixture between you know passive and active income look into ip rights like uh, you know look into your ip rights and figure out you know what project you can um start a business with or you can lend out your ip rights to you know there's just so many different ways to make money in this space you just have to really be intentional and do research and figure out what works for you and your personality absolutely thank you so much crypto duchess it's man we need to do another show we really do and i know we've we've uh, we're approaching the end of the show but before you go 
<laughs> I'm going to put you in the champagne or hot seat. Oh, speaking of champagne, or you were talking about wine. You know, that's another thing that I've been um, speaking of passive income because, you know, Legends Live Forever has the wine um, or champagne bottle. And if you look at the art, it's very... Uh, beautiful and something that a wine company would like. And um, that's one of the things that I've thought about doing that I still plan on doing for my collectors is um, branding, you know, where we have the Legends Live Forever wine and it's exclusive to champagners. Um, Well, other people can get it, but you have to go through a champagner to get it. Um, Same way, you know, I get people tell me if I'm crazy. Um, (laughs) So I sell them um, you know, do project spots on the show, but I get a lot of requests. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to give a, a bit of power to my champagners, my family, right? And give champagners like spots. Like, okay, if you want somebody to come on the show, um, go get a champagner to recommend you. What I mean, what do you think of that? <laughs> I think it's a good idea. Any way to get the bag, like I'm all for the money plays. You know, like, <laughs> oh, you want to come on the NFT talk show? Sure, of course. Um, Go meet one of my holders. They'll help you, you know, and it just puts a lot of, um, I mean, being a champagner is all already valuable, but, you know, I, I like involving the fact that I can involve them in everything else that I do. You know, I don't want to be like, oh, I'm an artist, only separation. We're, we're family and um, they should be able to like, you know, I guess, benefit from being my family, right? And it's not utility. It's just, you know, we're just family and that's what it is, you know? Um, Yeah, so back to the champagne hot seat question. If there is one thing that you could change about the NFT space, what would it be? I would change the fake positivity, the fake, the toxic um, positivity that exists in this space. You (laughs) mean you don't like wag me? (laughs) I don't believe in wag me. I know it's like, well, I mean, yeah, right. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, listen, I don't come from that place. I came, I came from very tough circumstances in my life. I didn't like, I grew up with my, I grew up like middle-class, but I had to struggle to really get to where I was. I was almost homeless in my life. So that all that waggy stuff, like none of, I don't find anything funny or anything, you know, I take this, this stuff, like I take the crypto and NFT space very seriously. Like this is yes. how I money. This is how I live my life. And, you know, the wag me portion of it is kind of like a slap in the face to folks that have actually experienced poverty. You know, it's that not is true. It's all going to make it. You have to really want you have like you have to really be intentional. I say this like with all love and you know this, Tony, like, yeah, you very intentional in this space and make your money make sense for you. If it doesn't make sense to you, if you're investing in a project or doing something that doesn't make sense to you, then you shouldn't be doing it. Like if Absolutely. you can't, if, if there's more pros and there's like a couple of cons, you really need to consider, okay, is this something that I need to be putting my money into? Um, so a wag me and, and all of that, that stuff, I think that we need to really rethink how, how we're going about doing stuff. Yes, it's great to be positive. Yes, it's good to be happy about your earnings. But I think we need to become more realistic in understanding how this space really works and who, who's the folks that are really rooting for us and who's the folks that don't 
want us to win. Yes, 120%. And you know what the funniest thing is? The WAGMEs, you know, people that say the WAGME the most are people that just not really rooting for anybody, but people in their immediate circle. Um, and I, I did an episode about this where I was upset. I, you know, I get upset sometimes. <laughs> and then I come and rant on the show. Um, and, you know, I felt like we say wag me, but you're not actively doing things to, um, to make that wag me a reality, you know, so wag me for you, you know, but not wag me for you. You know, it's like you're selective about your wag me, but good answer. Good answer. Totally hundred and twenty percent agree with you. So, yeah. Um, any parting words for my listeners? Before I, I guess, like before I go, I'll say this really like come from a place of intention when you are getting into this space right out what you're looking for. You know, a lot of times people jump into into things and, you know, everyone wants to be a millionaire. Everyone wants to get rich in the crypto and NFT space, but you don't even know what it takes to become wealthy or how mm-hmm. to really manifest the money or the type of lifestyle that you want. Before you even do anything, even while becoming an artist, even if you are an artist, write down what you're looking for first and manifest it that way and start working towards your goals and check off all the boxes, um, not even goals, objectives, set up objectives for yourself. So let's say your object, your objective is to um, sell at least $30,000 of um, worth of your art, you know, figure out a plan of action, a money play, figure out how you're going to make that work for you, do your marketing, you know, but really mm-hmm. become inten- intentional throughout this whole wag me mentality and really become intentional and work with people that want to see you win because there's a lot of stuff in this space that, um, you know, becomes hidden and it's coming into the light. We're going like, like I talk about this all the time because I'm a very transparent person, but um, everything is coming to the light and all all that happens will come to the light. Just oh, yes, sure sis. Surround yourself around the right people, listen to the right people, and really just be intentional. That's all I can say. I, am, I almost wanted to say preach, sis, preach. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely 100% agree with you um thank you so much again crypto duchess for coming um on the show for the second time and there will be a third time um because I absolutely love chatting with you and love having you on the show and I'm looking forward to seeing you in New York it's oh my god it's around the corner um I'm excited I'm you know speaking at NFT NYC and honestly I was like I'm just gonna do a dance number (laughs) no I'm kidding (laughs) but yeah I'm I'm excited you know because I I get to see a lot of people that I actually haven't met too and um your rooftop party sounds so exciting and so much fun and I'm gonna be doing a lot of is dancing allowed of course. Okay. I'm going to be doing a lot of dancing and do my little break dance moves. Um, yeah. So thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, I appreciate it. Thank you so much, Tony, for having me and I'm sending everyone love and just know that you have this in the bag all the time. 
Absolutely. Yes. Um, yeah. So that is going to be it for today's episode of the NFT talk show podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, do not forget to subscribe and tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. And of course, follow us on our socials, follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at NFT Talk Show. I will also put Crypto Duchess's contact in the show notes if you need to reach out to her, do that because she does have a wonderful seminar coming up, a webinar coming up um, that you know you could benefit from. And I want to see people when I don't want to use the word wag me because we know what that is. Um, but I do want to see my listeners. I, I want to see y'all win. And a shameless plug, um, Legends Live Forever, my photography collection is available now on Coinbase, like available, available officially, like you can actually purchase it and on OpenSea and big shout out to my latest champagner, Frankie. I absolutely adore every single one of my champagners. And do not forget NFT talk show podcast listeners do have access to the champagner social club discord you do have your own role and you get your own ping so you are just as special as my champagner so yes go ahead on to the discord you can find the link in our twitter page and pick up your podcast listener role you can ask questions or you could just hang out and stalk the discord if you like i you know whatever rocks your boat. And that is it. I will catch you on the blockchain. Bye.